The Perfect Ten with Steve Allen, voice of the NRL and six-time radio award winner. And joining me now, Sean Millercamp, the Chief Executive Officer with the Mariners, to discuss one of the greatest coups in Australian sports history. Usain Bolt signing with the smallest club in the A-League, the Central Coast. There were plenty of sceptics, but on August 31, the Jamaican superstar and world record holder made his Mariners debut. It's an incredible story, so let's get down to business. Sean Millercamp, welcome to the Perfect Ten. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having us on. Okay, so your press conference is August 8. Uh, let's start with that moment because it must have been, I guess it must have been surreal for you as a chief executive to have that amount of publicity. Yeah, that was definitely a pinch yourself moment. I uh, uh, woke up that morning and uh, really didn't know what was about to, about to hit us. Uh, and yeah, some of, the, uh, some of the questions and some of the, um, the, the just the magnitude never really dawned on us until after it had all happened. Can we go back to the start? When did the conversation first begin? Tell us about the negotiations and who was involved? Yeah, it actually uh, it started out as a bit of a passing comment uh, many, many uh, moons ago, probably, oh, geez, it's probably before Christmas last year uh, when, it, when it first was just sort of uh, bandied around. Uh, but it wasn't until about March that it started to really kick into gear. We got a call from um, uh, from a key agent, Tony Rallis, who's a uh, very well-known football agent here in the country. And uh, and he said, he said I've got a crazy idea and, um, you know, just hear me out first. And, and, uh, and we took it from there. And the first bit that I said from there was, this is going to happen let's make it real and it'll be a football decision not a marketing one and um, and that turned out to be the key difference uh, for us in negotiations. I've worked with a lot of managers who their first response is no. In this scenario who was the first person to say yes? Uh, yeah, that was me. I've prided ourselves that our brand it needs to think outside the box. We need to do something different here at the Mariners. Uh, so the answer is always yes uh, until we know that it can't be done. So uh, we generally try to refrain as a business perspective to say no to anything uh, and then let's explore every idea and see where it, see where it leads us. So uh, that's how it started. Okay, so around March is when the conversation gets a little serious, but your press conference is in August. So it's taken a long time for the deal to come together. Tell us more. Yeah, literally every week or every month sort of rolled over and I started to tell a few people um, this is actually happening and every day I thought this ain't going to happen this is something's going to stop it and every time uh, it progressed that little bit further I still couldn't believe myself I remember just creating a file in my computer called Usain Bolt and I just couldn't even comprehend that I'd just done that but that that's exactly how, how it flowed it's just every day it's, it just took a little step and we unearthed a little bit of detail about what, what could happen and, uh, and, and the answer never became no nothing uh, got in the way Did you and the team travel overseas to meet him? And tell us more about that moment. So, um, so we didn't need to, as such. There was uh, there was a moment that I was about to jump on the plane and and do all that, but um, but it became well progressed, and we didn't need to. We had plenty of conference calls, plenty of yeah interactions, uh, calls with the coach and Usain uh, went along the way, and there was there was a lot of background checks. Um, yeah, we treated it just like any other player. We wanted to check that yeah he was a good person as well as a good athlete, and uh, we we spoke to the clubs that he trained in previously. Even when we'll make an announcement that he was coming, uh, people were still saying this is this isn't going to happen. This is just a publicity stunt up until he really arrived into the country. Yeah, how do you feel about that when people said that this was just a gimmick? Well, I can appreciate that perspective. I can appreciate that uh, uh, from the outside looking in that, that that's the easy way to uh, to comprehend what is happening. But the whole difference for us is having a football conversation about 
if you say I wanted to come, we'll, we'll help you become a, the best footballer that you can be, and, and that wouldn't be unlike any other trialist that we look to bring into the um, into the club. So, in terms of business and technology, the global marketplace, the landscape has changed. Yeah, absolutely. For me, the working day was starting at six p.m. Six p.m. in Australia is nine a.m. in in England and, and in Europe. Uh, and so, whilst I'd work a normal day here, I felt like I had two jobs. There was the Australian job, and then there was the international job, and that really kicked in. It was it was like clockwork every day, six p.m. I was on the phone with someone or I was on a Skype call uh, working through until uh, yeah, ridiculous hours at times, but uh, that's, that's what was needed to be done. Okay, so our business sector that's listening to this, their key question is bottom line. What kind of budget are you working with to pull this off? Yeah, that was the real creative part around this was there's so many variables, it was impossible to draft one budget. So there was several budgets in play for several different scenarios. Uh, if Usain Bolt was um, was immediately handed a contract because he was that good, there's a budget scenario for that. If Usain's not up to the level, there's a budget scenario for that. If Usain just needs to keep working, which is where we're looking at the moment how do we keep driving him and keep giving him those opportunities to to maximize there's a budget drawn out for that uh, and every one of them are uh, about being you know as any business does is about managing risk and risk first reward so uh, there, there's calculated assumptions that are there but uh, but every one of them has been given all the due diligence possible is this the pinnacle of what you've done as a businessman uh yeah i'd say it's definitely the most profile you know sometimes the Sometimes the pinnacle are the quiet things that no one no one notices. Sometimes for me, the the, the pinnacles are seeing the young staff that uh, that develop underneath you, and and you see them that you can barely recognise from where they were two years ago. But as far as profile, big moments, uh, yeah, I'm sure that this will be something I'll be talking about till I'm uh, well past my time at, at the Mariners. August eight, you immediately in the press conference talk about the mission statement: the Central Coast Mariners want to be the most innovative and entertaining and community-minded sports brand in Australia. Can you elaborate on that philosophy for us in the thinking outside the square with Usain Bolt? Yeah, that was a statement that was really, um, uh, I'd first made in my very first uh, moment here at the Mariners. And it was a, it's a business philosophy. There are three key elements that was there. And when we look at the Central Coast Mariners, we are the small player in, in a big pond, not only in the A-League, but in the sports market in general. So how do we have a point of difference that, that allows uh, our brand to grow and to connect? So the key three aspects there for us, innovation, entertainment, and community mind become our core pillars that we build from. Innovation it really says if we have a business strategy that is about following best practice, by the time we get to best practice, best practice would have gone past us uh, because our competitors are growing at such a rapid rate. So we have to innovate and think. It's not about technology. It's about a mindset of coming up with a new idea and doing something that no one else would be prepared to do to get ahead of the pack. Entertainment, we are in the entertainment industry. It's our core product. So we need to be entertaining. We need to be relevant. We need to give people a reason to smile and a reason for people to engage. Otherwise, people will switch off and, uh, and again, we'll lose so that's our core product that's there and then the way that we piece all that together is by being a community brand making sure we do the hard work at grassroots making sure we deliver back to our community we are the only national sporting team here in the central coast and so we've got a role to deliver for our community and it's those three things in combination that we believe is our pathway to growth and success tell us about august 31 usain bolt making his debut for the mariners in a trial match 
the magnitude of it, the size of the crowd, and give us some of the numbers behind that. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely a, an opportunity for us to showcase a different style of A-League. So we had a lot of other experiments happening at the same time with the way that we handled the broadcast, the way that we did match day entertainment, and, uh, and we really wanted to push ourselves to think outside the box so that we had some learnings that we can take into the A-League season proper. And yeah, that night was really something quite spectacular. There was a, there was a lot of young kids, a lot of new faces in the grandstand that was there. There was just so much energy energy and passion uh, throughout when the uh, when the rule went up when uh, when Usain went out with the shortest player in our team uh, young Joshua Nisbet it was uh, it was a moment that will always be remembered and um, yeah we had uh, just under 10,000 crowd uh, viewers for Foxtel was at 170,000 and considering we normally get about 50,000 viewers on uh, any given A-League match uh, broadcast around 60 countries around the world it truly was a special moment what about when you first met him yeah my first time I met him was at the airport so just before we were about to walk out we had a uh, behind closed doors so as he comes through customs there was a special VIP room for Usain where he was able to kick back and relax and prepare for the media that was uh, about to bestow. We had plenty of plans happening in the airport. We knew that there was a lot of fans a lot of sponsors, a lot of camera and a lot of media. What we were unaware of in many aspects was the amount of paparazzi that was that was waiting uh, we expected them but we we didn't really know what that was going to look and feel like and so my first moment with Usain was really casual as it has been the whole time it's hey mate how you going and welcome and he's hey mate thanks for having me and and that that Jamaican casual calmness uh, you know he brings to every day but he also brings that massive amount of dedication to uh, never, never failing, and uh, and not thinking limits in his words. So it was pretty clear from the outset that there was a very special human being that I just met. Has he already paid for himself? Uh, that's a great question. You know, you, you can you can say he's paid for himself ten times over in as far as exposure and you know, coverage for the club that's there. But I think that the real metrics will be long, long uh, once he's gone. It, it's in the growth of this club that's really what this is about. If this club grows to another level because of Usain, if we have a brand that that resonates around the world will always be known as a club that gave you Sony's first chance and um and, and i think that that's that's massive so it's uh it's it's hard to really measure because so much of it is um is unmeasurable in many aspects that is sean millicamp chief executive officer of the central coast mariners in part two the multi-million dollar question will you say bold play in the 2018-2019 a-league season hope you've enjoyed the podcast we'll catch you next week The Perfect 10.